Hello and welcome to Video Games to the Max, episode 199. And man, we got some huge games to talk about. Of course, Resident Evil 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of news as well to discuss here. But before we get to all that, we got to do the introductions here. Of course, I'm your host, Sean Garman, here with me, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And of course, we are the official Video Games Podcast at W2Net.com in association with Full Mania and Last Word on Life. And hey, you might be watching us here on video on YouTube or wherever it else it is that uh, you check us out on one of the sites. So I want to say uh, hello and uh, thank you for watching there. If you're listening on the audio podcast, appreciate um, that as well. So pretty much we, we, we talk th- these two big games that have uh, come out recently. We both have them. You actually beat Resident Evil 2. I beat Kingdom Hearts 3. So uh, I'm kind of moseying along on Resident Evil 2. You're moseying along Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, let's start with the, the older game first, I guess. Um, I've been playing a little, a few more other things that we'll get to at the end after we get through some news. I mean, likewise. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... And what what do you think? I mean, obviously, this game's been getting a lot of praise. Do you feel like the same way? Huge hit. Yeah, for, um... it's really good. Like it's probably one of Capcom's best. It like really evokes the old game, but they modernized the combat. Um, like the map is great. The inventory is fine because you can upgrade it. Um. Yeah, it's, like, one of their best games. They, they do some stuff later on I don't particularly like, but, yeah, it's a damn good game. So what do you not like about it? Uh, there's a sequence where you take control of Sherry. Um, I don't think you... You're playing Leon, right, as your first character? Mm-hmm. Leon, yeah. Yeah, so each character has another character you play as. Leon has Ada, and uh, Claire has... Sherry, and Ada's campaign is weird because it's like a weird, like hacking mini game. Like you're, you have to like see through the walls with like your special gun and hack, like wires and crap. I mean, it's takes twenty minutes. It's not bad or anything. It's just weird. But Sherry's campaign, it takes like twenty minutes too. But it's like a whole stealth sequence where if you get spotted once, it's instant fail. And that sucks. Yeah. That's never a great thing in games. Uh, feels like something they could have taken out for sure. Well, it wasn't in the original game. So they put it in here. Which is bizarre. Like it, it, it's, a, it's a new sequence also. Like it takes place in uh, like an orphanage. Which was not in the original game whatsoever. So that's kind of cool, but it just, it's just, I don't like how, you know, you get spotted once and, you know, game over. I died six times during that thing. Damn. <clears throat> I'll have to uh, see how that is if, whenever I get to clear. I, do you, uh, do you like, like any, the, the changes for the most part? Like, is there anything from the original game that, like, you miss that that is not in there or not really well 
Actually, no. It's, well, everything is mostly in there. They do alter some stuff in the intro. Like, that whole gas station scene is not in the original game. Okay, I was wondering if that was uh, the case. Yeah. Like, So does it go from, game... like, the streets to the PlayStation immediately? or? Yeah, like, this original game started off, uh, like, basically on a street. And you had to, like, run to the cop station. But you ran through the gun shop. Um, and that wasn't in there in Leon's story. It isn't there with Claire's. Or Leon's story has it, but it's later. And Claire's, I don't think actually has it. Period. Or like it has like different, like a different pathway. Um. But yeah, like I, I mean, I played the original game a lot when I had it as a kid, and I even read the damn book, like the novelization <laughs> of it. Yeah. So like I know I pick up on you know, differences in the original game. Like, the Mr. X guy, he was kind of in the original game, but not real, like, not as important as he is in this one. Yeah, so he doesn't necessarily follow you around, right? From, in the original, he kind of, there's, you can go a certain part where he stops following you, right? And whereas in yeah. this game, he follows you the whole time? Well, he he does stop at certain points, and there are, like, certain levels where he's just not in it at all. Uh... But he's basically like the nemesis from RE3 Nemesis, or like the Crimson Head Zombies from the RE1 remake. Because he can like walk through doors and like follow you through like a different area. Do you like that uh, they kind of... The whole the zombies getting up again thing is, is new as well, right? From, I mean, yeah. You can put him down if you pump him with enough lead. Uh... It's fine. Like, certain zombies... Like, you, you can tell when a zombie's officially down versus, like, oh, they're just temporarily down. You know, it'll get back up in five minutes or something. The only time I could tell is if, like, their head got blown off completely. <laughs> so the only yeah. time. Because <laughs> there was other times where I was like, man, I just shot you, like, six times in the head. You went down, and then he gets up a minute later. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, um, and there are, there's like one really funny incongruity with the game because the game is supposed to take place in 1998 right and one of the things you have to find is a uh, stars bad like police badge and it's a USB key and I'm like <laughs> they didn't have USB keys in 1998 nope <laughs> <laughs> did not and it was uh, like it's like very hidden too like it's in like the back of the badge and there's the little lever to you know push on the usb key part and i'm like no that came a decade later <laughs> i think one of my favorite things too is the uh they're both at the fence like claire and leon and they're just having like a casual conversation while there's zombies going yeah, around he never like... thinks to like climb the fence <laughs> or anything like that like heaven forbid or like you know right next to that fence are like trash bins like, he, he could get on top of one of those and like Try to pull her above, you know. Yeah. But uh, the, I mean, it still has like the zapping system from the old one. Like, you know, things you do in the first one kind of alter the second one. Right. Uh, but it's not as much altering, right, as the no. original game. Because like Claire has different weapons, almost completely. So, like, I mean, I took bullets with Leon that 
you know, her gun can't, couldn't even use most of the time. I, I had the guns, but they were the pre-order bonuses, not like the regular stuff you get with her. Yeah, that special pistol. Yeah. Or whatever that gives you, which kind of just feels like a... It feels like it's just like a little classier pistol because it doesn't necessarily kill them much easier or anything. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'll be. It'll be uh, interesting for me to experience this. Like Claire, sort of. To, for the record, this is my first Resident Evil game, um, so I'm enjoying it. I know not all of them are. You know, after four, it kind of goes into the action territory. So. Uh, well, I, heard, I mean, I've heard it's, I haven't played it, but I heard RE7 is good, like a good horror game. Yeah, it's first person too, so I still need to play that in in VR. Um, um, yeah, I. Mention, I oh, go on. Go ahead. No, no. I, I was going to mention, uh, like, it's kind of long game. Yeah. Like I'm, I finished Leon in like ten hours. Uh and I finished Claire in, like, three. Right, because once you go through it, it's easier you know, to do the second yeah, time. Yeah, you know right? where shit is. That's helpful. <laughs> do you like that? Is that something you miss from the old game? Like, where your B-run doesn't necessarily mean as much now? Where you can't, like, leave weapons for them to use? and No. And all that. It, that made it kind of more overtly complicated. Like, if anything, the the... the way this game is easy is because the map because it tells you instantly what's right. in a room or like oh you need the spade key to go through this door so it's like okay i have that so let's do it right now yeah guys used to you'd have to draw right no you had you a map in the old the... one but it didn't tell you shit it just told right. you like where you are I've like I'm I'm not always the biggest like biggest survival horror person so like it was it's interesting for me and you know thing that I'm trying to do this year is play different games that I'm not used to and like even though I'm sort of creeping along because I'm I had to figure out that you don't have enough ammo to be killing all the zombies so I had to run around and I liked actually being able to go into the map and be like okay I only have to go a certain amount to go into this other room that I need to go into. There might be something I need. Uh, and it's, it's just kind of a different experience that I like. I realize I like doing so, um, yeah. you know, it's definitely great that Capcom was able to get a hit with this. You know, they got 3 million units shipped already on it. Uh, and that was in what the first week. So uh, like I'm sure whole... that they won't. Well, it's interesting. One, one way they make it easier is that, uh, ammo mixing system like if you combine two gunpowders you get right. like bullets which is nice and then like you can do more and you get different kind of bullets yeah like if you combine right. like a regular gunpowder with like a large one i think you get like shotgun shells or if you combine two large ones you get like magnum rounds yes yeah, so, i mean do you have uh do you enjoy claire's or leon's story more uh, I probably enjoy Claire, uh, Leon's, I would say. Uh, I just like his, well, I guess, motivation a little better, like his kind of character arc. But both are good. 
Yeah, so definitely, if for some reason you haven't checked out Resident Evil 2, or maybe you're on the fence or something, it's it's well worth checking out. Um, if you're one of the, the survival horror fans, and maybe you go, well, I don't know where to start Resident Evil, I think Resident Evil 2 Remake is well worth uh, something to start on, and then if you like those, you know, you can go to 7, or, uh, or I mean, even the 1 like, remake. Yeah, I'd say if you like 2, go back to the RE1 remake and see what you think of that, because that's uh, the most direct comparison. Also, those kind of go on sale a lot. I got those for, I think, like eight bucks each, yeah. zero and one. So uh, the RE seven uh, bundle went on sale for twenty five, and I would have picked it up if I had the cash, especially with that uh, VR thing. It, so I mean, definitely. Uh, where they, you know, the thing is, it doesn't stop Resident Evil now. Capcom knows they sort of have a cash cow, so they <laughs> interestingly. I mean, to an extent, but. I mean, the next logical one is RE3, but that'll take years because it's a big city or it's a a pre, pre, medium-sized city. So you have to design around that. And how it... Wasn't it like originally made a sort of like a... They were... Resident Evil 2 kind of took a long time in development. They started making Resident Evil 3 and then they sort of were sort of like partner games. Originally or now? Like originally. Maybe. Like there are like, uh, reused, like there are some reused uh, environments in RE3. I I think it's it's interesting how Capcom like laid this out, basically making it seem like, yeah, fans, we need you to demand RE3 just like you demanded RE2 for all those years. Basically, it's already in development. People, they just want to hear you scream from the rooftops that that you want it uh, just to justify what they're already doing. Uh, yeah. I think they kind of wanted to know if the game was going to make money first, and then they go, "Oh, I mean, well, we can just make three. Capcom's history of for the past few years—that does not surprise me. Yeah, they've been they've been coasting on. Uh, I mean, obviously, Monster Hunter World helped them a lot, be able to give them the freedom to do uh, that oh, yeah. as well. But they've been doing those collections. Street Fighter Anniversary Collection, the Disney Disney uh, Afternoon thing. I mean, it's not like Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite made him a boatload of money or anything. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, Marvel also kind of messed that up by in making it have the MCU stuff, which I'm sure was a Disney thing as well. Uh, but we'll see how that goes with the um, once Marvel gets the X-Men stuff back and everything. But, uh, yeah, let's, another thing that's going on with Resident Evil, though, which I don't know that I'm a big fan of considering who's involved with it, um, Resident Evil TV series being developed at Netflix, reportedly. Can they get uh, Mila Jovovich back as Alice? Oh, please, God. <laughs> Your sarcasm is, uh, is showing there. I, I, like... Paul W. Sanderson and Mila Jovovich need to be far away, far away from this thing. But the problem is that I don't necessarily like that the same production company that was involved with the movies is also involved with this because they're already saying in the press materials that are that's being said by the Deadline reporter that they're going to use that same starting point Great. to kind of start the series, too. It's like, okay, great. I think we all want to kind of know the inner workings of Umbrella and all that stuff, but I don't know. They, it's a 
TV series, they could legitimately like kind of go through the games or or expand some more of the lore, and I don't know that they're going to necessarily do that. I'm scared that they're just going to do the movie in bite-sized chunks. I mean, I'd be further scared they're going to basically do The Walking Dead, but in RE form, which would be not good uh, either. I mean, or that they're going to like use all the monsters within the first season. Yeah. You know, you know which... I mean, the liquor is cool and, and uh, I mean, you know, all that. But The way the way you do RE series, honestly, is have every game be a season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe not once you get the five and six, maybe not. But uh, at least, once, you know, zero through four. I mean, it's assuming uh, it lasts five or six years. It's Netflix. They have a tendency to just green light stuff. So, I mean, they just canceled one of my favorite shows, so no, they don't. <laughs> well, I mean, they've been better about, like, canceling stuff recently, but when it's something, like, that big, like Resident Evil, and if it, we've seen them, you know, they finally started to announce numbers, and then people call them out on it, and they go, oh, that just means that people actually, 40 million people, like, at least watch a certain percentage of the show. It's not people that actually went through and watched the whole thing, but... I, I, you know, who knows? I mean, yeah, I think that Disney had more to do with them canceling all the. I don't mean I don't mean that. that stuff, no, but... they didn't actually, because at least for Daredevil, Disney was all on board for season four, and Netflix canceled it. Like Disney was shocked they canceled it. Right, but Netflix is the one in charge of most of that budget for those, right? I think it's like half and half, but Disney was willing to pay. Yeah. Also, uh, no, the show they canceled that I don't like is uh, Travelers. Because I love that uh. show, and yep, it's gone. Uh, I mean, I think it's hard for, with as many shows as they put out now, it's, yeah. at some point your favorite's going to get canceled. I mean, well, discoverability is a problem. Like, I thought it was yeah, crazy when they were threat or like they almost didn't renew Glow past season one. It's like, you guys are nuts. Yeah, now they it didn't take them that long to renew it for season three. So I'm glad they figured out the error of their ways with that pretty quick. I just go on. I I don't know like which you know the Witcher things out there, but you have those CD Projekt Red people. I assume sort of on the phone sometimes to to kind of be like ah you can do this, you can't do this. Whereas with Capcom, I mean, with how free they were with the movies i i worry that they'll not really put their hand in and go don't do this with the netflix series well they should get uh shinji mikame back in the role at uh no i don't think capcom had nothing to do with the resident evil movies like they signed the rights away essentially right i mean look at the super mario brothers movie well nintendo certainly has a they are playing a very close role with Illumination on that. But also, like, like think about when the Resident Evil movie came out. Originally, that was... 98? Like 2000... Or 2000. Two, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was way early. So, Capcom probably didn't give a shit when it came out. They were like, cool. Like, oh, you want to do drunk. movies on Resident Evil? Great! Yeah. But also, you know, no... Except for Mortal Kombat, there's no good 
movies based on games. Uh, do you do you think that they need to have like an original character, or they need to just have the characters from that we no. know from the games? Yeah, the characters from the games. Those are the people care about. No one gives a shit about Alice. So the like the reason or the why they uh, formed the entire movie franchise around her is insane. Well, you know, we know why. Yeah. <laughs> the behind the scenes of why. But, like, yeah, I mean, what, they throw in Jill in the second one, and she's sort of a bit player to Alice, and then, you know, what, Wesker, I think, was the big bad I, at certain points. Well, I think Claire it's... was in maybe three and came back in five or six. Oh, Claire was the Ali Lauder character, right? Yeah, and it had yeah. Chris Redfield, uh, who was Wentworth Miller in four, I think. And then he got killed off or whatever off screen. And then every other character has been some, you know, no-name character or some nothing character that no one gives a shit about because they're not from the game. Yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting how Netflix handles this um, and and how much uh, that. Like, it's okay to have that as a starting point, I guess, like, you don't have to necessarily forget that the movies existed, but just expand the lore and don't go too crazy with having monsters every other freaking episode and and not turning it into The Walking Dead, because you can do much better than that, and the games were never about it being The Walking Dead, Resident Evil, so. Yeah. Uh, but they'll screw it up somehow. I'm... Won't be too surprised if that's the case. Uh, so, moving on to another franchise that could easily be some kind of movie, or, well, it has had a movie, technically. Ace Combat 7, let's uh, talk about uh, it. <laughs> that storyline's uh, crazy enough already. But uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, um, the game that is number one on, I don't know how many different, Japan and Europe, for sure, America, I'm, I'm sure, maybe, because of that, there's nothing else that came out. January 29th, really, that was... It sold 5 million copies. Yeah, so it's... Uh, I, I think it do- in Japan it doubled the number of Resident Evil 2 in the first week, so... That's not surprising. Yeah, it's a game people have been waiting 13 years for. Um, I've never seen my GameStop as packed as it was uh, for a release that, of a game like it. Like that's Kingdom just because you're not there for Madden. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I think Madden, even then, like, I just, I've never seen the parking lot completely full to where I couldn't park in the parking lot. So I had to go to the parking lot at the Golden Corral next to the yeah. the GameStop. Um, there were people with, you know, kids named Kyrie there. <laughs> like, it, it, was, it was kind of a uh, crazy, crazy it scene. It should have been but... someone from D- DHS or whatever, social services. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for the, the the kid named Sora as well. It didn't happen. But still. Oh, they're uh, all named like Roxas and Axel. <laughs> would not be surprised if there was a, a Roxas kid somewhere at some GameStop. Uh, I, Kyrie's not a bad girl's name, to be honest. But either way, uh, I beat the game completely. You're where, where are you at? I'm in Toy Story World. I faced the doll boss that was like spinning around. Okay. Uh, so, I what do you think about the game just as far as you've been? I've talked to you about it some. Uh, combat is fine. It's really fast. It's 
really easy. At least I found mm-hmm. it because of all the like shape changing or like special things you can do. Right. Like it makes the it attractions and yeah, this makes it like brain dead easy most of the time. Like bosses can be a challenge, but not really. Um, or that like stupid twister boss and Olympus was a pain in the ass. Uh, oh yeah, I, I almost died at some points during that thing because he when he starts throwing the rocks at you, whatever, when you're in the air. Yeah, yeah, I just couldn't get close yeah. to him, and when I would try to get close to him, he would like you know fly away. So it was like 50 minutes of chasing this like swirling bastard around. Yeah, the others were uh, fairly easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean it's go ahead. Uh, well, I was gonna say I have no idea what's happening in the story. Uh, less than no idea. Like they're, yeah. I, I, I know who some of the characters are, but no, and I don't think I'll what, care. What was the last way. Kingdom Hearts game you played though? Two. Oh, okay. Well, you're, you missed you know, a whole bunch like, of stuff there. You know, why bother having numbers if they're not going to, you know, in, in the grand scheme of the story? I mean, to be fair, Nomura is crazy, and he says that none of those games are side side games. They all matter to the story equally. So, well, I'm reminded uh, of what you said about uh, Final Fantasy 15. Like, oh, you need to watch the anime that came with it, or like the that director DVD thing to get like the full breadth of the story. And it's like that's no, <laughs> they should have put that in the goddamn game. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Especially later on, you're going to have to have watched at least the movie that comes with 2.8. And um, I also have watched the played the little I, three hour thing with Aqua. And I am uh, a OK with not giving a shit about the story. <laughs> <laughs> but well, for someone like me and many others that did invest a lot in the story, I think it for the most part wraps up pretty well i mean it's also normora so you can assume that things are going to happen to lead into you know future games or uh whatever um you know the the combat for me is the most fun i've had playing a kingdom hearts game uh it it is fast it is crazy but with all the stuff you do get to do uh, i i really enjoy it i never got bored they start you off fairly powerful and they just keep adding on top of that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty helpful. The keyblade transformations are awesome though. I think mean, it's with something I wish they had. Like it's like something I always wish they had and it makes your keyblades important. It's not like, Oh, the other games were just, oh, okay, I'll just go to the next keyblade, next keyblade, next keyblade. Now it's like, Oh, I can level up my keyblade. I can have favorite keyblades that I can have favorite like transformations. They do. It's like, it makes them all kind of feel important in their own way. Uh, like once I got to the pirates of the Caribbean and that keyblade, I used it the rest of the time, which is later late in the game, but it's also because it's a complete final fantasy weapon when it's a transformation. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, that's one thing I do miss is the, the final fantasy characters are completely stripped from this game. That's really weird. Which, to be fair, I think from Nomura's perspective, number one, it's been 13 years since since two. Um, that was, and, and they still have Final Fantasy games in the 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 side games. 
even to the point where the the main character from World Ends with You shows up in Dream Drop Distance. Uh, so, like, he expanded it past Final Fantasy, which is what's weird. It's like your final game in this saga, and you don't include Final Fantasy characters at all, except for at the beginning where they mention Cloud and Orin. Like, yeah, for like a second. <laughs> Yeah, like, you don't even get to mention Squall, or who played a huge part in the first two games. Uh, you know, it's like, it's weird. It's just weird. I, I get it that they don't, they really, they don't go to Radiant Garden at all, which is where the Final Fantasy characters are supposedly from. But, still, it's just, it's kind of, it's weird. Um, I get it that Nomura kind of says that in their own right, all of these Kingdom Hearts characters are now Final Fantasy characters, but there's still a, a little bit of an attachment to those characters that people have. You know, I mean, by that by that metric, why have Disney characters in that? Why does have all? Well, you know, they have to because <laughs> it says yeah, Disney it and Square. I mean, I kind of feel that way about like Squall and Cloud. <laughs> yeah, like uh, how cool was that Sephiroth fight in, in Kingdom Hearts Two? It was really cool. It was cool yeah. in Kingdom Hearts One. You know, um, the, the, like my favorite moment from the games, I think still is, uh, the big battle in Radiant Garden 2 where Squall and Cloud are back to back and they go, are you ready? And you're like, dude, this is like a team I've always wanted to see. How awesome, you know? And it's like. Instead we get a, uh, Dissidia, uh, NT? poster, yeah, in the toy box, and it's like, yeah, uh, that's a what good What did you one. think about the the game, that game that's in the toy box thing? Which one? That's, like, very Final Fantasy-ish, that Rex is playing. You haven't seen that part yet? No. You're probably I, really think, close to it, then. I'm thinking of... It's called, like, Verdum Rex or whatever. And oh, oh yeah, that thing. Sorry. That, yeah, that's yeah. Right in, that's, like, in the intro. That was funny. That was like Kingdom yeah. Hearts, or that was like Final Fantasy 15 or something. Yeah, basically it was like Nomura taking his shot at Final Fantasy 15, I mean, which is. You know. I think that's the reason Final Fantasy is not in the game because Nomura didn't do Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, and Noct is apparently going to show up in Final Fantasy 14, so. So it's near Automata. Yeah, which is weird, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, Square. The only that. other thing, the two things I'll say, is the gummy ship stuff feels weird still sucks. it's not bad it's just weird i like that they made it more open but i still don't want to mess with it yeah and there's no real reason to care <laughs> like it's like oh you got a new cura block it's like who gives a shit i just like, got not... to bind the next level of the high wind or whatever and just use that yeah because, like, trying to remember that the gummy ship has to have certain things or it can't fly. Yeah, like the navigation It's cool for people that like the... to do that stuff, but it's, yeah. like, it's not why I play Kingdom Hearts. I want to get I... to the worlds or whatever. And I mean, what they should so. what they should have done is basically have, like, Steam Workshop support for that. Or, like, you know, call it Square Workshop. Where you could just yeah. download other people's ships into the game. Yeah, that would be cool, too. Um, yeah. Uh, they took the time to make it more open and include little things like the treasure spheres and the make the battle separate, which I appreciated, except for when you got to a certain boss. Yeah, but uh, it all just but, feels not yeah. hollow, but just unimportant. <laughs> well, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it is unimportant. 
because they make it to where you warp after you get to the next that level once. Yeah. So it shows how much. I mean, at least they took the time to not make it on rails like Kingdom Hearts Two, where it was like, oh my god, or this feels like you yeah. just completely skip this and not had it at all. Uh, but I, I think uh, overall, I loved most of the worlds. Uh, Pirates is way better than two. Um, I and heard it's like a mini that, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, the naval battle stuff is really cool. I I don't know how many times I had to redo the stupid. Um, well, for one, the only reason it took me that long is I forgot you have a defense barrier that you can put up, and then I was able to do the uh, the two big missions you have to do on the ship. Um, one of them's like a race or whatever, and then. Uh, the the Toy Story one I loved I loved I think Monsters the most because it seems like it could have been a sequel uh, that we haven't had to Monsters you know Monsters University being what it was was more like a prequel um, you know and 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 also that the fact that in that in that sequence uh, the monsters actually get involved more with the Organization Thirteen people than than the other ones um, Frozen and uh, and Tangled is just way too much like the movie. And, yeah, and also popular, the, so that's why. the places where the worlds themselves are like way too big. They're like, they're so big that you get lost like because they look so samey. Um, yeah. And there's a part in the Tangled one where it gets like really dark and they do it on purpose. And it's like, I cannot figure out where I'm going. I had to just look at the map the whole time to like figure it out and just go. Um I mean, look, I appreciate that Frozen has the whole let it go in there for people that love Frozen, and I'm a person that likes Frozen. Uh, but it's kind of like, oh, God, I could have just watched the movie. <laughs> it's like, um, I mean, I, I know what world during the game. I still yeah. think what they picked is disappointing. I think definitely... Uh, I feel like because it's been so long... They had to go with more modern because at this point when you, you have to remember that all the games count. So all the old in birth by sleep basically took all the rest of the old classic Disney worlds. Like they took, all the princess, they took all the princess worlds that hadn't been in any of the other games, you know? So what's left is like your C and D tier, like, you know, sword in the stone, black cauldron, uh, I mean, for some reason, for some reason, they, they haven't been able to do Jungle Book. There was a problem with, I think, the rights with the, the, the writer and all that. It's the reason why they couldn't do Tarzan again. Like, uh, Well, those, those rights are, I mean, it's royalty-free at this point. And they yeah. just made a fucking Jungle Book movie two years ago. I don't know what that is. They might try to be... Maybe they said, like, let's see if this sells and then we can go back to doing more classic worlds for the next one or whatever. I don't know, but... Um, I mean, the one world I wanted, I wanted would, would have been Wall-E. They own that. Right. Uh, you know, pick, fuck you know, Tangled. Like, that would have been a great world to explore. It felt like... I mean, I would have loved the Wreck-It Ralph world. Yeah. Imagine, uh, like, Sh uh, Sugar Rush uh, Sora. Yeah. That would have been great. Like um, the world, world just seemed very safe and un, like uninspired because you can't say, oh, they took all Disney or Birth by Sleep took all the princess world, and then also say Pirates is great. 
because they did that in Kingdom Hearts 2. No, but they they totally make it more open. No, no. And I, that's fine. But you're still going back to that same world. Like I don't I mean, it's great they made it an actual fun level cuz the one and two mm. sucked. But still you're just going back to that area again. Right. Like Jack Sparrow. And to be fair, they there. only added two that they're going back to. So I know technically Olympus is not Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> so it's hilarious. Yeah, but they actually like it's not uh, just one room anymore, which is nice. Right. Uh, I, I did like that you could actually like go to the realm of the gods and all, all that stuff too. That was kind of cool. Um, I, I will say I loved the Big Hero Six. What they did with that, uh, it felt like it could be its own like modern game, which I appreciated. Uh, the yeah, I, I also like what I liked the most is I wish they would next time if Disney could remove the clutches, which I can understand that some of these properties, like they're getting sequels right now, like frozen and they don't want to reveal too much of what could possibly be in that movie or, or whatever. But it's like when you let no more play around with what the movie can be, it's a much better world than just redoing the movie. Yeah. I mean, that's Um, kind of the first game's problems is they just, kind of redid the movies yeah and then two did the same thing just it made you go to the worlds twice and um but yeah i I think go on like overall it's not a perfect game there's problems with it like um it's easy even on proud mode the thing Uh, my biggest problem actually is the voice acting yeah by and far like the story Um, is is awful well, the story is incomprehensible, and that's fine. But the three biggest uh, offenders are Mickey and that same guy. Like, I've sent you a clip of him doing, like, mm-hmm. Epic Mickey 2. It's the same guy for ten years. Right. He sounded like Mickey in that game. So why doesn't he sound like Mickey in this one? That I don't know. Like, he has, like, a really deep voice, and he doesn't, yeah. like, chuckle at all. Like, Mickey kind of always does. Um, so it sounds bad. I think Sora is bad. Because, I don't mind Sora. I mean, Sora's supposed to be 16, 15. Uh, but that's, Haley Joe Osment can only make his voice. Yeah, I mean, that's it's the like... problem is, you know, it took him so damn long that, I mean, Haley Joel really aged out of that role. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's 30 was, now, so. Yeah, I, I mean, he looks like a... Th- 30 year old pothead or you know and uh there was one other character that was really bad uh i can't remember who it was i don't think buzz and uh woody sound great oh they don't but you know they look alike they're they're sound alikes i mean it's uh it's tom hank's brother doing woody so uh you know i think for the most part most of the sound alikes are okay mickey's the worst offender um, I thought Goofy and Donald are great again. Oh, the other one was uh, Scrooge. That was it. Yeah, Scrooge is a bit weird. Um, and they they had a good Scrooge doing the one for the TV show, David Tennant. Oh, you know, you know how much they had to have paid David Tennant as well. That's the thing. I mean, how much is he getting for this show? It can't be that much. Just pay him for an episode. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> maybe maybe the things didn't line up. You know the. The schedules or or whatnot. Well, I mean, 
n- now that we have patches, they can patch that shit in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, like a lot of the Disney cast that they did get, I mean, that's still surprising to me that they'll have Kristen Bell be able to come back every time to be Anna. And, um, well, I mean, they probably pay her, you know, a dump truck of cash. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, I forget how to say her name. The the lady that does Elsa, you know, India. for her to... Indinia and Zell or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, James Woods is still doing freaking Hades. I mean, he, so... He was not great. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was James Woods, but, I mean, he's just old and crazy now. Like, I assume they recorded that seven years ago. Like, that's the thing, too. That's the thing, too. You can immediately tell which worlds have the dialogue where they were recorded way too separate from each other, whether it's really stilted. And then you can tell when there's a bit more cohesion or whatever, and they speak a bit more crisper and they, they, the lines seem to come right after the other. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, some of those are like cringy, like, especially like the organization 13 ones. It's like, Oh my God, you guys sound like you were just in a, Recorded space by yourself. <laughs> well, they're recorded, you know, on separate cities years apart, like most likely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, uh, it would have been. Oh, go on. I still think David Gallagher does. Uh, David Gallagher yeah, and Billy Zane still nail their their stuff really well. What was the other one? Uh, Billy Zane does Xehanort and oh. and all the all the Ansoms and whatever. It, uh. I don't. Is he still in it? Yeah, he does all the he does all the the bad guys. Okay. Not not all of the bad guys. Like I think no, Haley yeah. Joel Osment does uh, Vanitas. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I, we I, we could probably do the whole podcast on Kingdom Hearts three, but listen, if you're you've been a big fan of the game, you probably already bought it, so it's whatever. And there's a lot of people that that are very disappointed. And no, I can understand. Billy Zane isn't um, in the game. Oh, he's not. Who, who's the character? Zanort. Yeah. It's uh, Rutger Hauer. Maybe they changed it because wasn't uh, Zanort uh, Spock or Leonard Nimoy? Ansem was he? At the first one, he was, I think. Not well, in Ans- the second one. Ansem in this game is. Uh, Corey Burton. Well, I remember there's various Ansoms, so... Yeah, well, he's the main one. Oh, okay. Uh, because the Ansom, the wife, sounds like... Yeah, from Bill, the, the other Billy Zane is only the first one. Oh, okay. He was great, though. Um, yeah, well, I like I like David uh, Boreanaz as Squall in the first one. Like, he was a good yeah, too. I agree on that one, too. And I thought, uh, I thought even, it was funny how they replaced the original actress from Hercules from the movie in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and then they got him back for this one. Yeah. That was kind of weird, too. And he sound, he sounds different. Like, I'm not gonna... Mm-hmm. He didn't sound bad, but I'm like, this is not the guy... This is not Sean Astin from the last one. Right. I mean, to be fair, Sean Astin uh, grew in expense during that time, so... No, uh, I mean, he was think about when kingdom hearts 2 came out that was lord of the rings time like if anything he's cheaper now than he was then 
I mean, I think at some point, though, you still can command a certain amount, even if... Didn't he win some kind of award or something? Once you win awards, it doesn't matter what you do, you can command that price or... Maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, any, there's there's a lot to say about Keenan Mars 3. Um, I think the biggest dissenting thing I've, I've heard the most from people is it's too easy and there's not enough secret... Uh, you know there's got to be a final mix coming at some point, which, you know, this no, is how Square I gets you. No, I said it's all supposed to be like DLC because oh, really? they can do that. Well, yeah, but it'll be final mix, basically the DLC, and then they'll come out with a final mix a year from now, and that'll be like the game of the year edition or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see if that secret ending is going to be DLC or if that's just another game entirely, but seems like mean- it's no... Mickey Emblem crap or something else? Not the Mickey Emblem. The reason why you're getting the Mickey Emblem crap is to watch this, like, two-minute secret ending. Um, and Well, I, I'm, I'm doing it because the stuff you get from it is pretty decent. Yeah, that too. Uh, but uh, do you like the side stuff? I was going to mention, like, I like the – even though the cooking is really simple, I like yeah. the little Remy parts with it, the cooking. and fine. Yeah, I I don't think some of the mini games are that fun, but like the yeah, some of them are kind of seems, annoying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for being a thirteen year a game that should have come out in like two thousand eight. Yeah, I think for, for the most part, I mean then, the the graphics are impressive. And then we'd be on Kingdom Hearts seven at this point. <laughs> yeah, let's let's be fair. Uh, they they should be. Um. But we'll see. We'll see what happens from now. Let's see how quickly they pump out DLC, what that includes, uh, if that includes any more story content at all. Uh, the way they leave things certainly uh, could lend itself to that. Um, I'm waiting for the Cupo Noodles uh, Keyblade. <laughs> I will say I I got to give them credit for making the uh, mobile, the Cage 2.8 movie uh worth playing for all those people that spent all those years playing the different versions of that. Uh, they really make it worth it by the end. Um, and definitely they set up the next arc of however many games that's going to be uh, really well. So I yeah, take it, them another decade. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, I mean, supposedly no Murrow's working on Final Fantasy seven remake and uh, world ends with you too at the same time. So we'll see how long it takes for those two games to come out, let alone another Kingdom Hearts thing. Yeah, him splitting uh, so. his time is really going to bode well. Look how well uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen did. Well, to the point where they had to take it away from him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's still bitter about it because I, I don't think that that Verdum Rex thing would be in there if he, was, if, if he right. wasn't. Uh, which also the... I, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it for people, but... There's that secret ending has something to do uh, with that too, but um, yeah, let's. Wow, we spent almost an hour talking about two games, but uh, I mean they were big. But, They're probably, I mean, eleven months from now or ten months from now, will probably be on the game of the year list. Oh yeah, for sure, uh, they will be. Um, especially two Resident Evil Two uh, will probably be one of the games we're still talking about uh, when it comes to the end of the year uh, thing. But yeah, let's let's move on from that quickly. Gonna just go through 
games for gold and PS Plus for February. Technically, the PS Plus games hit today as we're uh, recording this. Games for gold already been out for a few days. Uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon comes to Xbox One. That's a decent and game. Free, or, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I have it on Switch. Um, I, I definitely think you should check it out. So two big... Between Celeste and Bloodstain, Curse of the Moon, two big uh, indie games from last year that you definitely should uh, go out there and check out. Assassin's Creed Rogue comes from the 360, which you can play on your Xbox One. I swear, I think I'm only missing like one of the... I think I'm only missing Brotherhood at this point. And, yeah, and the two good one. <laughs> uh, from the old AC games. I swear, I almost have the entire AC collection... Thanks yeah. to Games for Gold. Uh, and uh, on the second half of the month, you get Superman Bomberman R, which, to Konami's credit, they've done a better job of doing patches and updates for it from when it launched. Well, I heard um, it was, like, busted when it launched to the kind of had to. Uh, and Star Wars Jedi Academy is the other 360 game, which is actually pretty decent. Yeah. Um, on PlayStation Plus, For Honor, which, again, another game that Ubisoft work their butt off to keep giving updates to is actually gotten its first new character of 2019 just recently. So you can go play it for free in your PS4. Uh, it's been PS plus before. So um, if you didn't try it before, you can now Hitman the complete first season. Uh, you can That's get it for it. free. Yeah, it's well worth it. Um, I have it on game pass already, but I'm going to download it just because stuff does go in and out of game pass. Yeah. Uh, Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, and Dive Kick, which is a competitive fighting game, are both on PS3. Um, if for some reason you're still downloading games on your PS3. Well, I think it's like the last month for PS3 and Vita games. Yeah, they said they were going to stop in March, right? Yeah. And, and like, I think both those games, like, they're going to last a little longer. Like, I think they'll like, last to like March 8th or something. Yeah. But they all. Metal Gear Solid is a good, good game. Yeah, definitely. I, I really wish there was like a uh, port of that to PS4, like an HD version, or, you know, just, you know, here, play it. I'm surprised Konami hasn't gotten on that. Uh, I think they would need Kojima's uh, oh. permission, because he's <laughs> in the game. <laughs> oh, okay. See how that, that ever comes to fruition. Yeah. <laughs> Gunhouse, which is a tower defense game, PS4 and Vita, and Rogue Aces, an air combat roguelike, uh, PS4 and Vita as well. So, there you go, Swan Song for the PS3 and Vita, Yeah. as far as PS Plus goes. Well, some interesting developments happened today uh, of various quantities. Uh, There was a lot of stuff just from today. Um, that that uh, got announced. Probably, perhaps the biggest as far as like future things go. Uh, Microsoft announced, well, the Microsoft didn't announce. It was sort of a leak from something that was supposed to be announced at GDC because Microsoft is supposed to basically show off what they have been promoting for about a year now, the Microsoft X Cloud, and a part of that leak announces that Xbox Live 
is coming not only to phones, which makes sense because Project X Cloud is part of the phone, or is going to be on phones. It's also coming to Switch, which is really, really interesting on its own. Now, granted, to be fair, the only things they've said is that it's going to allow cross-play and cross-progression, which they already have that for various games, including Wargroove, which is a game I'm playing, which we'll talk about a little later. And the it, it is also going to have uh, achievements, which is great for Nintendo because Nintendo doesn't have achievements, and it might be a way around Nintendo ever getting their own achievements. And uh, you can also have your friend... Your friends can be on Xbox and see what you're playing on your Switch and vice versa, I think, is how that's supposed to work. Aside from that, though, we don't really know how else this is supposed to function until we get to GDC. But rumors are flying, speculation is flying that this could even be Game Pass showing up on the Switch. I mean, that won't happen. You don't think so? That's already on PC. They want to put it on phones. I don't. Nintendo would not let Microsoft Game Pass, to, so they could not like play uh, Xbox One or 360 games on the Switch. Not. Well, I mean, it's streaming, so it wouldn't really hurt the Switch's. I mean, the Switch what? doesn't even have a YouTube app. That yeah, it does. Let... No, it doesn't. You, the Switch has YouTube. It doesn't have Netflix. Okay close enough you know it barely has streaming video capabilities well that's because they don't want to though nintendo doesn't care about that like why would nintendo care about putting a competitor's uh streaming service on their console i wouldn't consider them necessarily competitors how many times have they decided to work with crossplay at this point they're they're working with crossplay on games games that aren't exclusive to microsoft except for minecraft which predates microsoft so they don't care yeah but i'm just saying like you know sony's decided to stay far away from this except for fortnite and and rocket league like they have a a logo that's been put out there of survive together xbox one and nintendo I don't well, think that necessarily is just crossplay. I think it, there could be far-reaching things to this eventually. Microsoft could help Nintendo with their their bad online system. I mean, they could and they should to an extent, but I don't think going to uh, essentially your competitor and say, "Hey, build us our online system," is a great way, especially considering how flaky xbox live has been for the past few weeks well i mean what's the first time in like how long since xbox Live has been that that really happens outside of a dds ddos attack i mean but the fact that you can't use console when xbox live is down is a problem that's how that system was designed which is that's what's so stupid about it they just basically uh hold on i've played games with when my system's not online. That's weird. Yeah, but it was some problem. Like, it was trying to hit a server when you turn it on. And it oh. wouldn't get past it. So it was a black screen. You see, I don't even think you could get... 
I think you had to, you could like menu your way through it, but if you didn't have a no clue why that was happening, you were kind of screwed. Yeah, it didn't say Xbox Live is down. It was just a black screen. Right. It would make you think your console's break through. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of we'll have to see what this means. I could definitely see like Project S Cloud being be included on Switch and make it be like the Microsoft's handheld thing. Um, you know, I don't know because also this means like the Switch doesn't have Bluetooth, so you can't like Bluetooth the Xbox controller like you can with all the other systems and I mean, the Switch uh, doesn't even know, have a like, microphone built into it. Asking Bluetooth yeah. is one hell of a uh, ask. So, like, I mean, I don't know if the smaller Switch could necessarily, that's being rumored, could necessarily do this, or... I mean, it could be nothing as well, right? We Like, Steam, this is... Steam integration came to the to PS... to Three. Sony, and it was a mess. And nothing happened, yeah. right? Um, but it just, it kind of makes you think they've worked together before... I weird mean, that they would even allow it. Like, you can sign in with your Xbox Live account on Switch right now. The only game so. I see this working with is probably Minecraft. Yeah. Because it's not like... Or, or Rocket oh, League. I mean, Microsoft-owned game. Yeah. Because it's not like, oh, I'm going to go play Gears on my Switch. Right. I mean, I don't even really count Microsoft as that, because like you said, it predates Microsoft, and they couldn't just pull it off of you know, Nintendo and, and Sony systems, they had to keep... Oh, they... I think they definitely could, but it's still They could, now. but it would make them significantly less money, and they're not that stupid. Yeah. Especially when they're spending... How much they're spending on, on all these studios and everything else. I don't know. With all their spending on studios and knowing that they have exclusives, obviously there's no guarantee that all of them are going to be good. Um... Right. Or I don't have, think most of them are going to be good. But, like, <laughs> but still, they believe that they are outside of, like, the Forzas and the the Halos and Gears. But, like, I don't know. I mean, could – with the way that Nintendo is, is being about they're making Detective Pikachu movies and Mario movies and – and like wanting other people to have the, they have they are out on the record saying they want to let other people have our IP. Yeah, but what Nintendo's if Nintendo puts in... games on Game Pass? No, because there's mm-hmm. no incentive to buy the Switch. I'm not saying every game. They could put some games on Game and Pass. And given how Nintendo values their own properties, hell no. Yeah, I mean. To be fair, their, their online service only includes old games at this point. They're not including new games, so and they have and the worst they never sales. Will. So especially not for twenty bucks a year. Uh, no, yeah, definitely no. But that's why they're also saying that they want to uh, make a more expensive version of Switch Online. So you know, take for that. Which I mean, we're already you know alluding to this, so I might as well like get to that point. Uh, not to mention Mark, uh, a former Nintendo person that uh, Damon Baker that was part of the like a person that would bring over indies and third parties to Nintendo systems is now working for Microsoft and he's doing a similar thing with Microsoft. So interesting how that's going to work. But the thing I was alluding to is Nintendo 
aside from announcing that they now sold 32 million Switches and being the highest or the best-selling console of the entire year last year, beating out PS4, which is an impressive accomplishment. Uh, they not, have 8 million. That's surprising, though. The but PS4 they had a, and Xbox One they, have been out for a year. But you know. think about when Smash came out at the end. Until Pokemon and Smash came out, they had almost nothing. Yeah, but everyone already owned a PS4. So of course people are going to buy a Switch. Not necessarily, though. I mean, the PS4 and Xbox One came out in 2004. I know, but I'm just saying, like, Sony still sold a lot of freaking PS4s last year. Oh, yeah. And, like, there was months where they were still the highest selling console. It's just, I'm just saying, like, aside from uh, what Smash did, which was ridiculous, in December, obviously helped that, that number. Uh, they sold, what, like, almost five, almost 5 million. And then uh, Let's Go Pikachu sold an Eevee and sold, like, 10 million. And that came out in the middle of November. Yeah. So, you know, and people kept saying, oh, that's not going to sell. People aren't going to buy that. Well, you're wrong. But still, I, I think it's... It's still impressive. My whole point of this is that, you know, we kind of discussed it, but there is a rumor going around that there was a rumor, first of all, going around that there was going to be a Switch 2.0. Nintendo said there is no Switch 2.0. We are not thinking about the next Switch. We're not thinking about the next Nintendo console right now. However, there is a much bigger rumor which would go along with what Nintendo usually does, which is make different SKUs. A smaller Switch that's portable only um, and would obviously lose some of the features that the Switch has right now, uh, including the whole being able to go on your TV and be cheaper than $300, uh, maybe like 150 or 175 um, do you see this happening and do you see it being viable to only be portable? I mean, maybe, but the Switch has problems in portable mode with some games. So it'd have to be a more powerful system than the Switch currently is in portable mode for that to work. And also, how much smaller can it be? I mean, it's a pretty big screen. I mean, it's not portable in the sense that, like, you can put it in your pocket. I can bear if I take the Joy Cons off, you can put it in your pocket. I put it in my pocket with the Joy Cons on, and it barely hangs out of my pocket. I I had but, it today, so. Well, the other problem is those uh, game. Most games are fitted for that screen. Also, the kicks my kickstand broke because I did that, but it's also a very flimsy kickstand. Yeah, but can you get, uh, the, can you get that fixed or? I can pop it back on, but what I'm scared of is that I might have lost it on the way to the car or something, and oh. I'll just have to get another one. But yeah, it, yeah, that's what eBay is. The for. only thing that sucks is it like basically leaves my that thing where the SD card is now yeah, just port. flat open. So uh, that's the only thing that kind of sucks. I never really used the kickstand anyway, but, um, but yeah. I, I mean, it could happen, but I think there are numerous problems technologically and just performance-wise that make it a mess. Yeah, I, I definitely think you're going to have run into some issues. Um, it, this feels like the whole 
making the 2DS when you already had the 3DS because, or, you know, kids... It seems more like, like the it. Canadian Wii. Well, no, I meant like, okay, the whole deal with this thing is... Or making a 3DS that doesn't have 3D. You took out the reason why it was called 3DS and so still called call it that. The bottom? <laughs> They'll just still call it the Switch and it'll just not be able to switch. Uh, or you'll have to like connect it in a different way to the dock or something other than just popping it in there. I mean, if uh, it throws a dock that was just a cable, it'd be awesome. Because the dock is just kind of stupid. Also, it'd be nice to have a dock that doesn't scratch the screen. Yeah. But, yeah, just, I keep forgetting to get a screen protector for that thing. Um, But still, it, you know, I don't know. This is something that it's not out of Nintendo's realm to introduce. Um, If it is cool... I think at some point you do have to make the Switch 2.0. I think they might be waiting until PS5 and Xbox whatever come out, and then they're going to announce it. Uh, I don't think they... I think if they show their hand too early, and they're... I mean, either way, they're going to be way behind whatever Xbox and Sony are doing, and those specs that leaked... There are specs that leaked for what Sony and Microsoft are doing, which um, is not really next-gen when you think about what computers are doing right now, but yeah. it's going to be way more than what the Switch is. And maybe they have to, like, really go to that drawing board, you know, before they want to announce a Switch 2.0. I mean, uh, I think it's still way too early to announce anything like that because the Switch only came out two years ago. Yep, yeah, but what it didn't take that long for them to announce a Pro and a Xbox One X, so... I mean, it took uh, three years. We're sort of close. And those were also more incremental upgrades than what this thing sounds like. Yeah. You don't have to... Like, the difference between a PS4 and a PS4 Pro is negligible. Xbox One, Xbox One X is slightly more, but not really. But they can also make it to where you could downgrade... And still play on the regular Switch. I mean, to be fair, most of the games that we've been taking advantage of that are not uh, are like you know the Nintendo games where they could easily figure out how to make it for one and not the and the other, and then the the third parties that would have to figure out what they want to do there because a lot of the games that are working on the Switch when they don't have the big Nintendo games are the indies, and you know those are made for almost anything. I'm not, I'm thinking like <laughs> Zelda on handheld is. Abominable. Yeah, that's one game I never played on the... I almost play everything portable now. I hardly ever use the dock. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Zelda looked weird. Uh, Xenoblade had some issues portable. I um, was watching uh, the Giant Bomb quick look of Tales of Vesperia, and they played it on the Switch, which is a bad move on their part. It didn't look good on the Switch? The battle system looked fine. The mm. overworld looked like a mess. Because one of the guys, I think it was Matt, uh, Rory, he was like, what the fuck is going on with this overworld? Like, it was, like, choppy and framey. Yeah, it's kind of the, like, 
dragon uh the diablo 3 the dude is blurry thing yeah <laughs> so yeah that's one of the things that sucks about the switch it's just like you want it portable but you're definitely taking the hit i mean they uh, have a heat sink on the switch so that should tell you something yep that's the reason why i didn't get uh Final that's what i'm worried about with some of the Final Fantasy games where I'm like, well, I certainly don't want to double dip if it's going to look really bad. Well, I mean, seven and nine, it shouldn't. Those are PS1 games, but like Final Fantasy 12 might look. That'll be fine. Bad. I don't know. Who knows? With yeah. Switch sometimes. Uh, yeah. I, they're, I mean, they're also, again, like, you know, their new owner. It's certainly into the more giving mood when it comes to Nintendo nowadays as opposed to what they used to be. So, like, almost anything's up in the air sometimes with Nintendo now. And they are definitely going more into the mobile space because, yes, they delayed Mario Kart Tour, but they also announced Dr. Mario World for mobile. And here's another franchise that it's yeah, free to download. And Dr. Mario is so dormant that who cares i mean to i wouldn't have ever thought that fire emblem heroes would make them as much money as it does fire emblem is not like but fire emblem a huge it's not that popular though it's still sort of niche when you think about it yeah but the last i mean when is the last dr mario game never but i mean it's still mario so people will buy something that has Mario on it. I mean, to, Mario Kart 8 is the highest selling Switch game. And it's not Mario Odyssey or Zelda. Or, so, you know, I wonder if Mario Kart Tour comes out on mobile, how much that thing's going to sell. Uh, you know? Uh, it's, it's interesting I mean, it, times. It'll do well, but... Yeah, and the last Dr. Mario game was 1990. Oof. It was the original Dr. Mario. Yeah, Dr. Mario. <laughs> well, they had ports, right? On the other... Kinda. Systems. Not really. Yeah, like, I just came, like, on Virtual Console. And oh. That's, uh... Yeah. I mean, I never liked Dr. Mario anyway, so... Well, speaking of old games, the one system that sort of took their time with their old games. I mean, they recently compared to what, you know, Microsoft did with their backwards compatibility, added the download ability uh, for PS now, even though I think even before then PS now still had way more subscribers than game pass. Uh, There's a patent filing that may indicate that Sony is getting back into the backwards compatibility game with the actual console, not with a service, where the PlayStation 5, or possibly even the PlayStation 4, could trick the system into playing PS3, PS2, and PS1 games. That'd be fine. Do you think you actually see this on the PS5 day one, or... Do you think this is just one of those things like, oh, they made this patent, but they don't necessarily going to use it? I see PS5 being at least backward compatible with PS4. 
Yeah, I can see um, that because I think they're just going to make bigger, more powerful computers now. I don't think for, they're going to do the. For the other consoles, it'll probably be like what they did before, like download, you know, PS One classic games. You know, they have to buy them again, but. Uh, we've got to stop this at some point. Like, you have to make our purchases go to the next console. Well, I say that because, I mean, it would be nice if, like, your already purchased games would transfer over. But the problem with that is the PS4 didn't have that. (laughs) But they could do that from the PS4 to the PS4, at least. Yeah. Oh, I think that I think that's for sure. Like when you log into your PS5, your PS4 library will be there, most of it at least. Yeah, you still have to get licenses and everything else, but uh, I, see, I, I, hope I, so. I think more like games that don't have a developer or publisher anymore. Like that's more the more problematic part. Right. Same thing Microsoft runs into with backwards compatibility on Yeah. On their end. Yeah. The same problem, but and it's a really big problem in Nintendo's virtual console back in the day. Like, people wanted games, but I say like, Nintendo doesn't know where to send the money to. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you want this game, not to mention some of that, they had to, like, rework it to work on there, and all that. Some of that just didn't go straight on there. Some of it was reworked to be on virtual console. So Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, interesting to see if this actually comes to fruition. There's going to be a lot of rumors when it comes to PS5 uh, and Xbox, whatever they're going to call it. Um, Xbox 2. The, close, the closer we get to... Please don't. Uh, the closer we get to... The direct D3 Xbox. And, and everything. Oh, Jesus. They could call the streaming Xbox that, I guess. Which, that's still a thing, by the way, so... Uh, until that is disproven, and Microsoft has not said no, uh, be prepared. I think it, it, it'll happen, but it's going to be a bad experience for everyone under that doesn't have Google gigabit internet. Well, I mean, that's why they're coming out with the regular console, right? So, like, yeah. if your also, internet's fast enough to do it, then... Yeah, but, you know, Soccer Mom's are idiots. If they, if they see a console... It costs two hundred dollars. It's a streaming one, and like the regular console, which costs five hundred dollars. And little Timmy says, "Oh, give me the Xbox Two. She's gonna pick up the cheap one, take it home, and it's this gonna is be where, a good experience." This is where parents gotta do their research, man. Yeah. Right. It's like, and, and, and game store owners, if GameStop still exists by then, uh, or Walmart or whatever, you gotta do your part as the retailer and say, Hey, know what you're buying. Uh, but I mean, that's another thing. GameStop decided that they are no longer going to accept the buyout because guess what? People don't want to pay what GameStop thinks they deserve. Uh, and so therefore they're just going to keep trucking along, I guess, until I don't know what happens to them, but yeah. So I yeah. memes about like, Oh, GameStop, wouldn't accept the two dollars and seventy seven cents people offered. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the oh crap! Oh, I'm glad I traded in that Tetris effect when I did because I think it dropped already. Yeah. Um, so probably not joking by the way, but 
Uh, but still, yeah, it's it's sad for the employees and everything if you're still working there. But aside I mean, from that, I think GameStop will always be around to an extent. It may not. I mean, it's already so de non game emphasized that I know. But the further we get into streaming consoles, that's gonna be really hard for them. Like even yeah. Apple is now saying those, they want to get into it. Like I mean, yeah, but those transition into more of a uh, think geek type store and have like a sad corner of you know old games or something. All right, but to be like to be fair, like okay, am I gonna go to a GameStop to like buy a phone? Am I gonna like yes? Okay, I'll go over there to buy like the exclusive Funko Pop or or like maybe a shirt or something. I mean, but, they like, sell phones. They they'll take your phone. Oh, they'll take your phone as a trade in. I don't know if they sell them anymore, but they'll still take your phone as a trade in. Um, or they used to at, at one yeah, point. I don't know if they do I it know anymore. That. Um, I thought they sold them too. But like, you know, I don't know how much more they can really get. I mean, to like start selling more different figures, that's going to cost them a lot of money. Like if they started selling like the Nendroids or whatever, I imagine like. Those I things already sell for like fifty bucks. Yeah, that would probably cost them a ton of money to get them shipped from Japan. So, like, I don't know what else they could really do. They, they should uh, sell more uh, Power Ranger crap. Yeah, that's exactly that's what I want. Oh, what they need. Uh, you know, talking about uh, people in trouble, maybe not financially, but certainly with just a bunch of. Let's just call it a saga involving Metro Exodus. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Randy Pitchford again. Oh, no. <laughs> let's let's not talk about Randy Pitchford again. Uh, Metro Exodus is maybe fortunately because it's gotten them in the news where they wouldn't be with all these other games coming out around it, especially Anthem. It has its own bad press at the moment. Um, but still, it's it's crazy to think that one game, you know, Division Two decided to go over to to have a game store. Some people made a fuss, but it didn't seem like it was that big a deal. That's because right? the Division Two wasn't on Steam, like right. So, but yeah. Metro Exodus was on Steam. Also, no one cared about the Division Two, and you know they they decided to pull it from Steam. To put it on the Epic Games Store, like, three weeks before it's supposed to launch. If you pre-ordered it on Steam, you still got it on Steam, but now you have to wait a year if you didn't get it on Steam before they pulled it off to play it. And a lot of people are just saying, look, we're going to wait a year because Epic Games Store isn't great right now. And it may not be uh, by that point either. And I, it's kind of hard for me to disagree with them on that because I don't know that even though yes it's just installing a launcher as opposed to buying a whole different system it's still a significant thing that you're having to put time into you know and and well, like I think I told you we talked about this last time but I have four or five launchers on my computer as it is I'm sick mm. of that shit I can understand that. 
Like, I have Steam, Origin, Blizzard, like the Battle.net launcher, uh, Ubisoft, and I think I might have one other one. I'm not quite sure. And to be fair, Division 2, buying on the game store, Epic Game Store doesn't really do anything. All You're still using Uplay. Yeah. So. You're just, it's the same thing they do with Steam stuff now. So what the hell difference yeah. does that make? You just get to launch it on the Steam store and say, oh, it's on my Steam library. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I think what Epic is doing, like pulling AAA games from Steam and deciding to do X, I mean, I don't think it's unfair. Like what Steam says, I think that's just them being petty. But I think it's like setting a weird standard that you don't necessarily, we don't need PC we don't well, need the PC war. The right? downs, I mean, the eventual downside is when they say no, no Unreal game engine games can be on Steam. Yeah, they, and that's a lot of games. That, that'll somewhere. be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to mention what, uh, like, it's basically they get all the money, right? If you develop with an Unreal, uh, the developer gets all the money. If I'm no, correct on the, that, the split is. Uh, if you're on it's, Epic Game Store, it's 88%. It's 88-12, but I think there was a rule that they made that if you use Unreal Engine, oh, yeah, you, you get, get all, all of that. Yeah. The, the Epic doesn't take any of the cut. Right. So that even incentivizes them more to not only use that engine, but be on the Epic Game Store. So, uh, you know, I, again, like they're giving indies a great, you know, a great thing. And I think... Uh, you know, for these third-party publishers, they might see that split and go, oh, man, that's a good deal, whatever. And they're also paying extra money to get them over there. But Here, but here's the economic problem. Let's let's use Metro as an example. So they're going right. to get 88% of the cut, which sounds great. However, if only a fraction of the people on mm-hmm. Epic Store buy it compared to the much larger percentage than on Steam, you're still losing money. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, for, every one copy, the... for every one copy you sell on Epic, you could easily sell two on Steam and you'd make more money. And considering that the main player base right now of Epic Store is for Fortnite and Fortnite is younger And free to play. Like they're not going to spend money on well, no, well, they spend money on Fortnite. I mean, no, they didn't no, make two point four billion. Other PC games. Well, not just that, but they're 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 maybe too young to play those games where yeah. they don't care about those games right now. They're that's not an interest to them. Like, I think there's some we some alarming percentage of Epic Store users like didn't know have Steam never, was. Yeah used anything but Fortnite on the launcher. Well, they didn't know what uh, Steam or Valve was. <laughs> yeah, because they're too young to know what it is, or they don't care because they don't play PC games outside of Fortnite. So it's like, you know, and I, and I get what Epic's trying to do. They're trying to, to get them to get used to being an Epic Game Store and then go, oh, Epic Game Store is where I buy all my PC games. Okay, great. The problem is, and let's be fair, Steam sucked at the beginning too. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah, uh, what at it the is time, today. It was the only thing around. Like the problem of Epic is, 
this thing launched last year. They should have known better. Yeah, there's Steam, there's GOG, there's Humble Bundle, there's uh, other things out there already. Like Steam launched in 2004, I think. Like yeah, it was 15 years old. Yeah. So, it, it, no, and not only that, it's like some of the things that Epic Game Store is doing is sort of weird. Like, number one, they have security problems. Yeah, right? I get they've had constant emails saying my account's been hacked or, you know, crap like that. Like, trying to two factor authenticate my stupid uh, account. I wish I never got one of those. Yeah, like I've I've only had that problem with Steam, I think, one time. Yeah. And I don't really even use the thing that much, but I I never had a problem with being able to log in and I know all my stuff's there and I don't worry about people getting into it. And like uh not only that, but this thing with the influencers like getting a cut and like the developer can figure out how much money they want to give to that influencer. And one creepy thing was they don't, uh, the Epic one store, they won't have user reviews if the publisher doesn't want them to, Like they have to. Okay. Yeah. Which is, you know, the pub, the reviews. That's is, really bad. Yeah. I mean, you already get enough crap from people trying to do DMCA takedowns on YouTube when you try to, when you get negative. Like, Epic Store is basically... Now, to be fair, to be fair, the reason why this is also a thing is because as soon as Metro got taken off Steam, they went and review-bombed the other two games, which is yeah. bad. No, but you shouldn't do that, though. Like, that's, that's not I okay. Mean, no, but... I mean... I think I told you, I reviewed Metro Last Light. I couldn't re- finish it because I had a game-breaking bug. And I got a comment last year from some dude saying, oh, I just hit the same bug. And that was five years after that game came out. Like, fuck that game. Well, well, that's fine. That's fine. What I'm saying, though, is they review-bombed it because of the decision by Deep Silver, not because... They thought yeah. it was a bad game but or whatever. It's the only way that uh, uh, those consumers have a way to fight back. Aside from, I mean, not, they're not going to buy it, which is right. But Deep Silver doesn't seem to care. They got <laughs> no, their and, epic and, money, so. And yeah, and that's fair. And I just think that that happens quite a bit with certain games, and it's like that's that might be why Epic is is hesitant to just go look. There's user reviews whether you like it or not. But they're also being a little bit too kind sometimes. Like, you've yeah, also got to be able to be critical about your game. Epic, well, Steam you know, also has a uh, recently reviewed return policy and overall reviews. So the overall is still mostly positive. Right. So it's, And they also track reviews, I think, for like the past yeah, like from two critics. years or three years. Yeah, so you can aggregate the review, which is yeah. fine. I mean, all I know about this Metro, Metro Exodus stuff is I don't get to review that game in two weeks on Steam, so I don't care. And that's fine. Like, I can understand that. I can understand that from the people with Steam. Uh, it also doesn't help when you have a, develop, a THQ Nordic basically just put blame on Deep Silver and then had to backtrack and go, oh, we we totally endorse what Deep Silver decided to do and and whatever, which that looked bad. Uh, yeah. Then a 
person inside Fourier Games decided to blab off and I get it that they worked on the game so they have a vested interest and sometimes developers get absolutely shit on and sometimes it's, it's out of their control um, very much like Mike Gamble did with Anthem and some of that's warranted and some of it's not um, also naming your thing a demo when it should have been called a beta probably would have helped a lot but you or, know or that's what it is or that I'm just saying, like, naming something matters today. I mean, if you don't do what Nintendo did with Metro Prime 4, where they come out and go, look, Metro Prime 4 sucked. We gave it back to Retro, which, to be fair, the same people that worked on that, the first three games, most of them are not there. Uh, but it's still the, the that same developer, and we're redoing it all. Uh, if you're not going to do that, then get ready, because people are going to... And to be fair, like Mike Gamble's been very upfront about the problems, but still, uh, my point of this is sometimes transparency or speaking out can be negative, and this didn't work out well for this guy that uh, decided to talk. Um, he went on a forum to say that, listen, uh, all you people that don't want to take two minutes to install a launcher are going to miss out on this great game. And if you boycott Metro on PC because it's not on Steam, well, it may not come back to PC at all. And then Deep Silver had to come out and be like, hello, just to let you know, they have nothing to do with whether or not this game shows up on PC. It will keep being on PC regardless of what happens here. Uh, this guy's just hurt. Um, please don't be upset I, by that or whatever. It's like... Yeah, but that guy's comments were dumb and well, I, that's what i'm saying I mean, though like they've had to play damage control for this entire thing i mean if i really gave a shit about metro and i liked the second one from what i could play of it uh like i would pirate the game on steam or pirate the game on pc that's not good they, i mean they they would have pushed me in this in that position I don't want to use the Epic Game Launcher. Like, them, you know, getting the free game on it is one thing. Like, I got, the only reason I installed the stupid thing was to get uh, Shadow Complex from it. That was it. And yeah. if, you know, if Epic continues to go to, you know, lock down games, that's fine. I won't play them. Or hell, I got a good internet connection. I know where uh, PC pirate releases come from. It's not that hard. <laughs> I will say... I'm not saying that we endorse piracy on this podcast. <laughs> Mark is fully on I mean, his own I, there. <laughs> I don't really. Like, I have pirated in the past, no, pro no, no doubt. The last time I actually pirated a game... Uh, was at least a few years ago. Well, I mean, and I've downloaded ROMs and stuff, so I'm not going to say no, that. I, yeah, but I mean, like, properly pirated a PC game. Yeah. And I think I only pirated it to make sure it would run on my computer. And when it did, I think I just bought it on Steam. So, right. <laughs> there you go. I mean, Steam is really the big reason why, pir like, PC piracy is not really that much of a thing anymore. Like, it still exists, and to a certain st segment... It'll always exist because there's always people with no money. 
Mm. But like, that's the big reason why uh, you know PC game piracy is down is because it's just much easier and safer to you know click sixty dollars, pay sixty bucks for you know Resident Evil Two on Steam than downloading it from some shady ware site. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you get something into your computer, you may never get it out, and then even if you restart it, it may still be there. And yeah. And also, so. uh, if they do release Metro Exodus on Steam at some point, it'll probably be a lot cheaper. Uh, yeah, it'll be a year from then, so it'll probably at least be half off. Yeah. That'll be nice. Before we get into the. I, we talk, I mentioned this earlier. I just want to. I feel like we talked about this when I talked, when we discussed all this, but, like, Apple now wants to get in, make a gaming subscription service, according to Cheddar, um, and that they may even go into their own game development as well, or be a publisher. No. Uh, I, I mean, like, this is now the, if you include Microsoft, five huge companies that want to get into I mean to be fair Microsoft's already in the space um but like the other four that want to get into it Amazon Google Verizon and now Apple like are you do you worry that this is like gonna become like the streaming video thing where we're getting way too many hands on the pot and it's well gonna wind up blowing up instead of actually flourishing or no because oh. except for Microsoft no one has done shit like, Google had their beta test for Assassin's Creed, but that was about it. Amazon yeah. hasn't made, done, done anything. Amazon supposedly has a service running that shows a bunch of games, but if you're not in the private beta thing, you can't see them running anything. Yeah. Um, I imagine Verizon will be terrible. It'll probably be like, oh, stream it to your TV or something. It'll be like, no, thank you. Well, not to mention Amazon failed very hard at trying to make games. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, listen, like Apple has a lot of things that I mean, people thought they don't care about games. That was one of Steve Jobs' original edicts was like he didn't get games, and like I think games were like an afterthought on the iPhone. <laughs> well, not now. People develop some pretty damn good iPhone games. Oh yeah, I, but that I mean... was like in spite of him, not because he was trying to like forward it along or anything yeah and i mean people would rather have things on the iphone store because you can't uh pirate as much as you can on the android store you can still pirate trust me yeah you can but i'm saying it's much easier on android yeah like so you know i don't know but i mean to be fair apple has gotten their hands on the things that you go, man, they're they're not going to be able to do much with this. Like Apple Music came out after Spotify and all these other places are out there. And they decide, they got a big chunk of the market. Um, they started doing their own original shows. I don't really hear much about them doing anything, but nope. it's there. Um, Apple TV's done okay. I mean, so it's possible – Especially with them saying the iPad, the new iPad Pro apparently is as powerful as an Xbox One S. But yeah, I I don't know. It, I worry about way too many of these giants getting involved. Either they're going to peter out, or they're going to. It's going to become some kind of control issue, and it's crazy. No, they're, they're just going to peter out, or 
I mean, remember like the uh, Nokia N gauge? Oh, jeez. Or like the uh, Sony cell phone that was like play PS One. Yeah, games. the Xperia thing. Yeah, it's gonna be like stupid shit like that that no one buys, yeah. and they forget about it in like a year. Oh yeah. Or they'll Unless say, they like, make it work on. Now, if they make it work on your Apple TV or your Roku or your whatever, then Fire Stick. Or then they'll say like, "Oh, our vision was too exa- like too forward thinking for the people. That's why it didn't take off." Yeah, like that'll. I still up. think the Microsoft's doing the right thing so far. Google might be fine. Um, and then whatever Sony ends up doing, if they, I'm sure they're developing that technology. Uh, with their streaming thing that they have. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't trust all these big giants getting into gaming right now. Uh, speaking of things that are going to make people angry, and already has, um, but it's got me excited because I don't necessarily care too much about it. It's obviously a lot easier. Uh, but uh, Persona Q2, New Cinema Labyrinth, finally got a release date for... America and Europe, June 4th, 2019 is when it's coming. Uh, so like, you know, a few, like a week or two before E3, you can go play this game. Of course, it's going to have all the characters in Persona 3, 4, and 5, but the, and the female protagonist from Persona 3 Portable, uh, but it stars mainly the Persona 5 uh, characters, and they're all been trapped in a movie-themed dungeons, and you have to figure out how to get out of them. It's going to be the same thing where you have to draw the uh, map and all that stuff on the bottom screen and uh, all that stuff. Um, there's new bonus stuff for the battle system and whatnot. Um, and there's a really cool uh, special edition for 70 bucks, which includes a 5-inch Koromaru Plus, which he's really cute. Um, an art book, four buttons, and playing cards. The yeah, problem is... Go ahead. I'm going. Well, the problem is that I wonder if this decision by them to not include English dub might backfire on them it's in some aspect because there's a lot of people that seem to be very angry about this. I mean, it might, but when's the game due out? June wow. 4th. That's not a ton of time. <laughs> Well, also, I think it's the 3DS is old. Yeah. And, like, do they... Some of those voice actors have definitely gotten bigger since Persona 5. Um, Not only that, I think... You know, uh, to be fair, they did, like, give English voice casting to uh, Radiant Historia, but I imagine that, you know, Radiant Historia... They did that because they felt like it wouldn't sell without here without the English sub, whereas Persona has such a big audience that maybe they feel like they don't need it. And then 3DS being old, and you know, I don't know what else. Um, I, I sent it, I, that like special edition picture to a friend of mine, thinking he'd be interested, and his response was, I don't want to get it. It doesn't have a soundtrack. <laughs> Like, well, you can... I'm sure the soundtrack will come at some point. Yeah, but well, he wants the soundtrack CD, so... I mean, to be fair, I think the Kingdom Hearts 3 soundtrack hasn't come out yet. Or is is about to come out, or... 
whatever. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the soundtrack has to come bef- with the game at launch, but I get it. Soundtracks are great for the 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 stuff that's out there on YouTube is already great. So yeah. Um, are you? I know you don't have a 3ds, but if you did, I'd probably get this. Uh, that uh, little plushie looks cute. Yeah, I keep wondering if I want to pay that extra thirty. But is it thirty dollars for my yeah. daughter to have it? Because I don't want. Oh, I'd, I'd I like don't want to start plushies. Too. Yeah, do what? I'd like the playing cards too. Yeah, the playing cards kind of look kind of cool. Uh, I don't know what I would do uh, with the buttons, but... It didn't come with it. I don't know how it got printed or what happened, but I have like a deck of Final Fantasy VIII, like, playing cards. They made those at some point for something. I can't remember what. And they're not part... It's not like Triple Triad. They're just a deck of Final Fantasy VIII cards. And, like, one suit head just has, like, a bunch of Japanese text from, like, screenshots of the game. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, moving on. Well, damn it. My thing decided it wanted to freak out here. Uh, moving on from talking about this, even though, again, I I feel bad the people that really want the dub. I get it that some people don't want to read text um, while they play a game. And I totally understand that. And it also, there's people that have a connection to those uh, dub voices for those characters. Like, that's how they got introduced to Persona and and all that. And I think that's fair. You know, but sometimes, I mean, Bandai has had a very bad, you know, history of they don't uh, dub a lot of their games. Yeah. Um, aside from Dragon Ball, which... Uh, that has its own reasons of why, because obviously Dragon Ball was a huge enough thing for them that they can afford to do it. They know it makes a difference. Uh, other games are not so, so they go, well, why? Why do it? Uh, but that being said, Dragon Ball uh, has already started their season two of Dragon Ball Fighters Pass with uh, Jiren and Videl, two pretty cool, awesome characters. From the series, uh, cool to see them be in the game, and you're also eventually going to get Dragon Ball Super Broly and the Gogeta for Dragon Ball Super Broly. Yeah, so there's two unannounced characters so far, or like what's left. Who do you? Who would you want to see? Hmm. I feel like Bardock would be cool. Uh, he's already in it. Oh, he's already okay. Um, who's not in it? Uh, yeah, Nigerobi. Oh, Nigerobi would be interesting. Uh, King Kai, maybe. I mean, for me, uh, I think the two obvious ones, or the two I would want to see, are uh, Mr. Satan. Yeah, I think you need him. And then. You know, uh, Oh, what's his name? Damn it. Who's the old guy? Uh, Master Roshi? Yeah, him. Yeah. He needs to, yeah, he needs to be in there after giving him the superpowers from Super and all that. Like, Or yeah. just, like, like another Dragon Ball super character. Like, have, like, Whis be in it or something. 
Yeah, Whis would be awesome because he's so powerful anyway. Or the um, really funny uh, Sailor Moon character. Nah. Yeah. The, like, weird one from, like, Dragon Ball? <laughs> well, no, the Dragon Ball Super one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Was, I know you're talking hilarious. <laughs> uh, another, an interesting thing about Dragon Ball, though, is that out of nowhere, Van Namco announced a Dragon Ball Z action RPG called Project Z. At some point, it will have a different name, I'm assuming. Uh, this is basically telling you the story of Goku uh, throughout the Dragon Ball Z game. So he's going to fight all his old enemies. You know, Vegeta, Piccolo, Frieza, and I'm assuming Cell. And... Yeah, it, it looks like a retelling of Dragon Ball Z, which is how every RPG Dragon Ball is done is what they do. <laughs> yeah, uh, CyberConnect2 is making it, who's made the Naruto Shippuden games, but some of those were good. Uh, the Dot Hack games also have these. Some of those were good. Uh, moniker. It is going to have Eng- English dub, by the way. I mean, at yeah, this point, those <laughs> at this point, those characters are so iconic with their voices that you kind of have to. Uh, but man, I don't know. The, I mean, so, it's, for one, <laughs> why it's going to be hard to do. Like, I don't know why they showed a trailer with no gameplay. Yeah, it's just Goku walking in different <laughs> Goku environments. Goku walking past a bunch of, like, Capsule Corp. And, and it's like, can't Goku fly? Why is he doing this yes. walking shit? And the walking looks so weird, too. It's like, whatever. Uh, I'll wait. Cyber Connect 2 also has a history of not-so-great games, too. So Yeah, they're pretty iffy yeah weren't they the I'm... ones that were given final fantasy 7 yeah they, got yanked from. they pulled it from them so maybe yeah. they're just going to repurpose what they did for this so it'll be cloud versus shinra or uh goku versus shinra oh that would be amazing i mean what you i would know, want like... is like because it's an action rpg what they what they call an action rpg so i want diablo with goku and vegeta Yeah, that would be yeah, awesome. awesome. You know, like the Mortal Kombat, like Shaolin Monks thing. Let's just yeah. Do that. Uh, you know, why have they never made... Now, I know they had their Project Stars or whatever, whatever. Like, why has nobody ever thought of making, like, a Bandai versus Capcom with, like, Goku against, like, Ryu or something? Because at the time, uh, no one cared about Bandai characters. I mean, that would be that, amazing. They also that, did the like, Tatsunoko versus Capcom game. Yeah, but that didn't have like didn't sell well. Bigger. Yeah. Or so. And also because like, I mean, around that era, uh, not Ubisoft. Someone had the Dragon Ball license, so they're making those terrible like Raging Burst games, and you know crap like that that no one no one liked. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Or Legacy of Goku. Or, uh, yeah, they did like a Dragon Ball fighting game, which is terrible. Thank God we have a good one now. Yeah, one out of 20 isn't a good batting average, (laughs) though. 
Oh, to be fair, like the Xenoverse games were not bad. No, they were. Because you had to do crap like BSB Krillin fighting against like 30 Frieza henchmen. I mean, you couldn't, you basically couldn't win. Yeah, that's, that's stupid. Like the problem, like the problem is, and this is going to be a problem in Jump Force too, is all 3D fighting games and Dragon Ball is not a good fit for that. (laughs) I'm waiting on Jump Force. I've heard previews that it's not good. And I was like, yeah, not surprising. They don't do 3D brawlers well. I mean, My Hero was not good either. Those Naruto games aren't good either. Like, most of them are bad. Yeah. I mean, they keep making them, so... I I don't blame them for doing this. Like, this is a cool concept, right? Like, bring all the damn Shonen Jump characters together and... Uh, you know, it's it's awesome to like try to do your own Smash or whatnot, but yeah, but Smash is two D also, so that helps. <laughs> as Sony proved, not all of them work. Yeah. Uh before we get into the small bit of, well, I should mention that there's amazingly already a de- Detective Pikachu two, yeah, in development, and the first one hasn't come out yet. But I mean, come on, it's gonna be a big hit. So, that yeah, thing's going to be huge. <laughs> so, uh, before we get into the small amount of uh, entertainment stuff to talk about for this week, um, let's get into, let's talk about some of the other games uh, that are not Kingdom Hearts 3 and Resident Evil 2. Uh, I'm playing Wargroove, which um, I've only played about, I want to say, like four missions uh, so far. Um I had it had to do a stupid update while I was at the um, Tower Kingdom today, so I didn't get to play it until like two hours before we were going to do this. So it's basically like a a Chucklefish developed. We know that you haven't played an Advance Wars game in like forever, so here's an Advance Wars game. Advance yeah. Wars game, and this one has a really cool like level editor and you're i mean if you go look online there's advanced wars uh levels in the game already uh it's also cross uh platform with uh switch uh xbox one and uh pc uh so uh there's that too if you want to play multiplayer um it reminds me a lot of not Obviously not gameplay, but it reminds me of Stardew Valley, like Nintendo. Oh yeah, Chucklefish had a hand in that too. I mean, yes, it was developed by the one guy. No, no, but... I just mean like Nintendo essentially abandoned a genre, so someone else had to step in and fill the void. And what's amazing is that there have been a like you know Tiny Metal was for people that made Advance Wars, and that wasn't very good. And yeah. then here comes. This strategy game that is obviously aping Advance Wars, even the freaking opening cutscene is like blatant, uh, but it, it does it in such a good way with the you know special you know sort of similar art style. Uh, it also looks like Fire Emblem as well, which that's not hard to do when you do a strategy game like that. But it's it's like it's just really cool. Like it has dogs, and the dogs don't. Um, you can't kill them, thankfully. They just run away. Uh, but it's like, it's just really 
neat and the story is funny at times and um it's also like it, it's i i just i'm just glad that they added i mean it's not stuff i'm gonna use but i think it's cool for people that do like it the the level editor and the map editor and all that stuff um i'm excited to keep going through the campaign uh there's also like difficulty sliders too if you're not like a big strategy game aficionado but you want to learn uh, it does a pretty good job in the tutorial to teach you what to do, and then you can lower the difficulty if you want to. So it's only twenty yeah. bucks, so uh, I think it's worth it if if you want to try it out. Yeah, good price for something like that. Um, anything? Uh, I also uh, have uh, Dragon Mark for Death, but I've not played it, um, so I'll talk about that next week. The two things uh, I played. Uh, Ace Combat 7, some. I mean, I reviewed it. Uh, right. You know, it's more Ace Combat. I never played one of those seriously. It's fine. Multiplayer is kind of unbalanced, but that's kind of funny. That's what I've heard. That yeah, just play like, single player because the multiplayer is not... No, no. I mean, like, the store is an in-game plane store. And you're supposed to, like, accrue money to buy planes and upgrades and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But if you play multiplayer, you get, like, so much more money that it becomes really trivial. Ah, well, I mean... I mean, it's helpful. They want that game to last, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's... You know, a combat shooter. Like, what do you want? Yeah. It looks nice. Like, it's very The story's crazy, right? Yeah. It does make a lot ton of sense because it's like a weird alternate reality, but they still have like you know realistic plane names. So it's like yeah, what? Uh, like Eurasia or whatever. Yeah, it's like Osha, Osha and Eurasia, and it's like what? Then why? Eurasia is it, was actually F- sort of a thing. It's like why is it in F twenty two in this game then? Because they can. Yeah. Uh, and the only other thing I've been playing is uh, Gears of War 4. <laughs> I like that game. Yeah, I'm playing it with a friend. Uh, I'm playing on PC. He's playing on Xbox. So that's kind of nice. Uh, How does that, uh, does that work pretty well? Kind of. Uh, so the PC version runs great. I'm getting like 90, you know, 100 frames a second. But... The networking is less than great. Like the cutscenes are a little out of sync, or like like laggy in spots. And then I had, we had a few times where like the game just straight up crashed on my computer. So that's Not fun. Not good. Like it didn't even like air report. Like we were in one of the missions and it just like straight up dumped me to the start menu. Or like the main, you know, my desktop. And I was like, talk, talking to my friend. And I'm like, hold on a second. Let me load the game back up. <laughs> Did you play a lot of the other Gears? I played Gears 1 and 3. I played a little too, but I didn't like it. So I didn't play it. What uh, do you think of like the new cast? Uh, I mean, the main guy's kind of boring. Yeah, JD. Or... Yeah. I like uh, uh, Kate. Or the, yeah, she the seems girl. fine. I'm finding yeah. myself to be like 
and more so in this one than the other ones, I'm like sniping a lot more. And it, I, I think this is the first time I played Gears when I'm playing with a friend, so that might be why. Yeah, uh, I was still using a lot of the main guns where you just cover and shoot, um, but they do make it easier to do that. Yeah, uh, in this one. Also, like, the AI helper is, like, ridiculously overpowered. It's really funny. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, I turn around, and I'm like, well, okay, half the people are dead? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, me, we, we had a, we're playing on hardcore. So we had a oh. spot, like, I would die. The helper would run, run to help me, like, revive me. My friend would die. The helper would run to revive him. This happened, like, three or four times. Hey. Uh, it's better than like dying and having to redo the level a million times. So yeah, but it looks nice and it seems fine. It's it seems kind of short. Yeah, it is. But most of the gears games are short though. Really? Yeah, some of them are like one, five hours. I remember Gears of War one being, I mean, not super long, but it told a decent enough story. Yeah, I think the problem <laughs> also with like later gears games is there's no bad guy yeah like i still remember general rom from the first game it's all about like the locusts yeah but there's no central figure no when they had that like uh locust queen chick she was barely in the game yeah queen mira yeah. yeah but yeah it's good i mean we'll continue playing it because I have, I have to finish it soon, because it's taking up 130 gigabytes of my PC. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Get on with it. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty uh, so, bad when I have, like, 25 gigabytes of hard drive space left. <laughs> jeez. Why? Because You can't delete just, other games? I don't have that many other games installed, though. Oh, Mostly okay. just, like, media, like, video files and stuff, but still, that's ah. not great. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Maybe, like, yeah, either finish that or, like, start thinking about a hard drive, external hard drive or something. If I could get a bigger hard drive, I would. Ah, <laughs> uh, the so, not a lot entertainment-wise, at least the, it's, uh, award season is on, so a lot of that is going towards that, you know, um, which particularly... I don't care about necessarily. I don't know about you. I know Black Panther is doing well, which that's good. Um, the Stand is getting a TV series on CBS All Access. Yeah, which I'm happy about. Um, that should be okay. Depend. I mean, depending on cast and how hardcore it gets. <laughs> yeah, uh, Stephen King's pretty happy about it. So I guess that's a good sign. He really likes the scripts and the the cast and the people involved so he's getting it uh, i actually had the original one on uh dvd i never seen the original i need to watch it it's i mean it's relatively faithful to the book but it's just very bloodless and not Not... scary you know Mm. so like kind of blah or well i mean it was it was made on ABC, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, but they also had Twin Peaks on ABC, so... Listen, that ABC. didn't have any blood in it, just weird stuff. 
Wasn't that NBC? No, they had Twin Peaks on ABC. Okay. Uh, the Twilight Zone is also the reboot is getting a premiere date pretty soon uh, or not. Well, sort of soon. April 1st uh, on CBS All Access. Uh, if you have CBS All Access, you can watch the original show from 1959. Uh, all of it on there. Uh, the 90s had a reboot too, right? I uh, it came back in the 80s with Rod, Ster- okay, with Rod Serling. And then it came back in 2003 with Forrest Whitaker. Okay, that's the one I remember. It was like on UPN or something? Yep. Okay, yeah. That's... That, that was bad. Good. It was yeah, funny, was but it was bad. <laughs> I'm hoping this one's better. Uh, with so many shows out there to show them how to do it right, like Black Mirror. Um, I I think it's kind of hard to get this wrong, but they still could. Uh, the obviously the best thing is that uh, Jordan Peele is going to be hosting and narrating. So my hope is that they just don't recycle a bunch of old Twilight Zone plots. And they're recycling like one or two, and it's like, no, please make new new ones. <laughs> yeah, let's hope they can. We don't we don't need to see the the gremlin with the airplane engine or, uh, you know, the kid with the cornfield or whatever. It's like, no, just make new ones, please. <laughs> yeah, you don't don't need that for sure. Um, well, getting into uh, games uh, for this week here uh not a whole lot to choose from but she got huge hits coming next week all on the freaking same day so um or well two weeks from now but uh so you got the book of unwritten tales two coming to switch uh away journey to the unexpected is coming to all the consoles um etrian odyssey nexus uh which is the latest etrian odyssey game is coming to 3ds it's also the last 3DS, Atrium Odyssey game. It's going to switch uh, after that. Um, the Observer is coming to switch. Uh, Riot Civil Unrest is on Xbox One and Switch. Um, uh, Reverie is coming to switch. Blaze Blue Central Fiction is coming to switch. And God Eater 3 is probably the biggest game. Uh, it's coming to PS4 and PC. Uh, so. Uh, look out for that. Also, Yokai Watch 3, if for some reason you still care about Yokai Watch, uh, is coming to 3DS. So. Great. There you go. <laughs> uh, I liked the first Yokai Watch game. Uh, the story was kind of whatever, but the gameplay was interesting. Um, I don't know how 2 went. It had the, the two different SKUs. Looks like they went back to one for for three. That's cool. Um, I'm really looking forward to God Eater 3. Uh, may end up reviewing it. Don't know. Uh, it's it's more of an anime monster hunter. Um, so there's that. It's a little bit easier than Monster Hunter 2. But. Yeah, but if you like Monster Hunter, that might be something you want to look out for if you have a PS4 or PC. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, I think... That's going to do it uh, for us uh, this week. Hopefully you enjoyed it, uh, whichever way you watch it, whether it's uh, on video or the audio. Um, you know, if you like what you heard, you can always hit subscribe, Video Games to the Max. Uh, we try to come to you every week here. 
and we'll uh, have more reviews on the site, so make sure you check on W2Net.com. Mark, Mark's uh, tells of this, uh, Vesperia Definitive Edition and Ace Combat 7 will be up uh, really soon, and also I'm working on a Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, review, and yeah, we'll have uh, Resident Evil 2 up there as well at some point, and uh, more to come. So uh, thank you to 401 Mania and Lost Word Online for... Uh, associating with us and having us on their sites and uh, we'll see you guys later. Later.